Courtney. Hey, Sasha. You know, I'm trying to be a little bit less superstitious. Really? Why? Well, it's totally bad luck. Hey! It's Spoop Hour. paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. This is Sasha. This is Courtney. How's it going? Thanks for tolerating our little impromptu break. I had surgery. I'm fine now, I think. And I had nothing. No. <laughs> nope. It was Sasha this time. just got a nice little break. <laughs> I, got, I got, yeah. Remember, you can always follow us, break or no break, at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. Yes where we still post things and retweet things. It's true. That's where we put our important updates about whether or not we're recording we're alive. or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you want you updates. Can, yeah. You can also email us at spoopbar at gmail.com if you have like pressing things to share with us. Or not pressing. Or pictures of your animals. We do we always appreciate animals. those. Yeah. 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 How have you been? How have you been? How have you been? Uh, I've been... <laughs> Redacted. I've been. <laughs> I've been maybe another episode from now. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been redacted. Sasha but... was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been dealing with blank, blank, and also blank. Yeah. And blankety, 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 blank. Uh, mm, and yeah, I will I've tell you there. guys about that another time. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> have you been there? <laughs> Mind your beeswax. No. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> The good thing is the school year is wrapping up. Yay. And so I went from like January through like April just being like, ah, and then now the the month of May is just like, oh, and now it's even better because all the seniors are done and I teach three senior classes. Yay. So that means I only have two classes now that I teach. Yay. And so I'm just still get paid the same amount of money. And I still get paid the same amount of money. It's just... It just sucks because like I could take the time off. I have leave, yeah, and just like be like, well, I'm not taking, I'm not teaching it after nine thirty every day now, yeah. But I want to keep my leave, so right. I'm just and that's sitting kind of a waste of leave if you're just if you're not right. doing anything in the office. Like you yeah. may as well just be in the office and not burn yeah. through your leave. So I'm just gonna pack up my classroom like three weeks early, there you because go. and then just that, vibe. I have yeah. I'm also probably gonna start a new embroidery hoop. Ooh. I can just do that at my desk. <laughs> maybe make notes about uh, for like reflect on this year and make notes to myself for to look at in August so yeah. I don't forget you know. dear future Sasha you got this cutie winky face past <laughs> Sasha. honestly I actually should just like put that in a google you doc should. somewhere this is like <laughs> love you <laughs> you should write it out and then have someone on your team hide it in a google doc they know you'll mm, see it in so then mm-hmm. you don't know when it's coming yeah so that it's a nice little <gasps> surprise 
That's a good idea. Like a little love note from a ghost. <laughs> yeah, I love it. What else? Oh, I guess like in terms of like spooky shit that's oh, happened. Yeah. Did anything spooky happen to you Did this, this past yeah. time? So I feel like maybe more spooky things have happened earlier, but particularly this week, we have like a like a plumbing ghost or something in our house, and I'm so mad about it. Our combination washer dryer is like just DOA right now or mm. down for the count. It just stopped working, and then the Don't house smelled all, like though. mildew. And then just like, and I tried to fix it. Jack tried to fix it. My dad tried to fix it. We all basically exhausted all the options short of calling LG and being like, can you please send over one of your specific LG yeah. mechanics to us? But because of capitalism, Jack and I haven't had time to like actually bring someone to the house to look at him. So I did laundry at my parents' house, which feels weird when you're 31 and you're like, can I do laundry at your house? <laughs> they don't have any quarters and they don't want to use the dorm laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and then soon thereafter, our sink exploded Ugh. or we thought it exploded. What happened was, you know, like the old timey, like... At the, on the edge of the sink, there's the hose that yes. comes up. So the plastic keeping the hose together with the pipes oh, broke. No. And Jack, I guess, pulled the hose out, but he didn't realize he pulled the hose out. He was like, oh, that's weird. It's not working. Yeah. And when he turned on the faucet, it was yes. just making this like go, 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 go noise. And he was like, what is happening? So he kept, he, he like filmed it to send to me while I was at work. And he's like, what is happening with this sound? Ghosts. Then... <laughs> He started feeling water at his feet, opened oh. up the cabinet, and the cabinet was just full of water. <laughs> so we had to deal with that. But luckily, like, that was on, like, a Thursday morning. Mm -hmm. Thursday afternoon, we went to Home Depot. We bought a brand new faucet. And then my dad came in Friday morning and installed it for us while Yay. I was at work, which is great. You now have a modern faucet. <laughs> now we have a modern faucet. But then <laughs> <laughs> Jack tried to run the dishwasher. And it was making like a weird noise. Eventually, it settled itself out. We just sat in front of the dishwasher and watched it until we heard the water flowing again. You listen here, you motherfucker. I was like, we are not having a third <laughs> appliance go down. Game. We are not doing this right now. Like, because even when we were at Home Depot, we were like, well, we definitely need a new fridge because like the magnetic seal on our old fridge is not working very well. Oh, no. And like, it's, so a, it it's an old fridge that came with the house and it's small. I'm taller oh. than the fridge. Oh, that's a tiny fridge. Yeah. Yeah. You're not big. <laughs> so, so we were like, man, it would be nice to get a new fridge. And so we're like thinking about that. And then now it's like, oh, actually, your dishwasher. And we're like, no, <laughs> not this. <laughs> no, no, <enough>. this. <laughs> not this time. Not today. No, 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 no. <laughs> and the dishwasher works fine now and the dishes are clean. It but just needed a stern talking to. It just to. needed a stern talking to. We had to be like, listen here, you fucker. <laughs> But that's, yeah, the, the plumbing ghost in our house is, like, the only, like, little gremlins. spooky thing I can think of right now. Yeah, and then just general, like, ennui. Yeah, and it's hot <laughs> AF outside. It's, it went from, like, be, we, we went straight from, like, winter to summer. Yeah. It's not, and, like, there was no fun springtime here. And actually, it just, it was winter, then it was, like, mild temperatures, but only raining. And mm -hmm. then now it stopped raining, and it's just 90. And I'm yeah. just like, I just want to go like outside. With, like, 80% humidity. <laughs> like, we can't, we can't mow the lawn, because it's, like, either too wet or too hot. And mm -hmm. then I can't go and weed my garden, because it's too wet or too hot. And I'm just like, meh. <laughs> let me, let me go outside. Also, I was looking at my patio the other day, and I was thinking about last like this time last year, you and I recorded an episode on my patio. We did. It was when we got our cicada Sundays. Yeah. And it 
is so quiet this spring. Well, because nobody's screaming. Because nobody's that they screaming. Bone. But I like it. Actually, like occurred to me the other day. I was like, oh, there's no screaming this year. Oh. And it's kind of like it's it is kind of sad. I was like, it's weirdly quiet out here. I can hear like the belt. Like uh, I can hear ninety five. I can hear, you know, from from my house. And I was like, yeah. huh. The only screaming I'm hearing is cars. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Sasha wants us to drive to her house and scream outside of it. Ah! <laughs> yeah. How about you? What spooky, weird things have happened to you? Or well, annoying things. Yeah. Well, okay. So I had surgery, which I know I mentioned because that was why we disappeared for mm. a hot second. Because turns out when you have surgery, it's not like it is on TV where like by the end of the episode, you're like, plug it away. It's like, oh no, they, they did something major to my body. And then... The, the the body has to heal. Basically, the audacity. I know that my uterus was chock full of polyps, and so they removed a shit ton of polyps from my uterus, and accordingly, that took a while to heal. So huh. who would have imagined? <laughs> I mean, to, to quote Brooklyn Nine Nine, they said I had internal bleeding, but Dodoy, that's where the blood's supposed to be. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, and then I was just, I was just friggin' wiped, like, I was Mm -hmm. just absolutely gassed, could not do a damn thing for, like, a week and a half. But the day of my surgery is now memorialized between me and my partner as Disaster Friday. Because, (laughs) so, go to the hospital, do all the pre-surgical stuff, they wheel Mm -hmm. me into the OR, they, it, it happens, like, if you've ever been under anesthesia, I was having a conversation with a nurse about cats, and she said... It's crazy how much personality can fit into such a little cat, you know? And then I woke up and my surgery was done. <laughs> like, I love that. There was no, there was no, oh, I'm getting sleepy. Oh, it's yeah, all, it was it's, just, it's you're out. It was just, boom. Wow. Then I woke up, my surgery was done. And I, I was pretty lucid afterwards, surprisingly. And I remember when I initially woke up, I was like, I need this nurse to like me because I need everybody to like me. And I was like, I know I'll tell her a fun fact about red pandas and then she'll like me. And so I had the oxygen mask on me and I, and she was like, how you feeling? I was like, I'm good. Did you know that red pandas can tell the difference between fake sugar and real sugar? And she goes, sweetie, I can barely hear you. Just go back to sleep. And I did. Courtney. <laughs> and then I woke up again, and then, you know, we did the standard checks. They brought they brought Jack out so that did we could you try go home. And give me, did you try telling the fun fact again? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I was like, time and a place. We're good. I was just very, like, I felt very, like, soft and fuzzy, and I was like, everybody needs to know that I love them. And they brought me apple juice and crackers, and I was like, nice. this is amazing. And then I texted a bunch of people a picture of me with a thumbs up in the caption, I lived, bitch. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Can't so, take you know. me down. Yeah. <laughs> so like normal stuff. And then we were driving home and Jack was driving, obviously, because I was recovering from anesthesia. And turns out on a toll road, there was a gigantic pothole. And so we hit the pothole going toll road speeds, which was 55 miles per hour. Uh-huh. Because you don't have to slow down in a toll road anymore no. because it's an easy pass. Yes. And... We, like, slammed into it, and it was, like, really hard, and we're like, well, maybe it was okay. And immediately, because we were in my car, my car is like, uh-oh, your front right tire is losing air. And we're like, okay, well, maybe it's a slow leak. So we started, like, trying to get over to get off the highway. Mm-hmm. And then it went from, like, being fully inflated to being at, like, six 
PSI in like two seconds. So we're like, shit. Well, we pull off the highway and luckily we were about a mile from my dealership. And my Mm -hmm. dealership offers this thing where for life, if you're within 50 miles of the dealership, you can get a free tow to them. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. no problem. We pulled into this like apartment parking lot so we'd be off the street. And I'm still wearing my surgical underpants, and I've got my little stent Band-Aid on me, uh, like, so the big chunk take it out of me and whatever. And I contact that tow truck, and they're like, no problem, we'll be there within 60 to 90 minutes. And I'm like, fine, who cares? So, you know, I reclined my seat all the way back, took a little baby nap, woke up. And just before the 90-minute mark, I was like, okay, mm. I'm going to give them two hours, and if I don't hear anything, I'm going to start calling. Because mm. luckily, again, I was pretty lucid after my anesthesia. I was still me. So <laughs> right at the 90-minute mark, they send me another text. Oopsies, it's going to be another two hours. And I was like, nope, fuck this shit. I will pay any sum of money to be in my house right now. So I went to Google, and I started Googling tow truck services with the intent to just keep calling one until somebody said they could be there within half an hour yeah the first one i called was like i will see you in 20 minutes and i'm like great we get a tow they let us ride in the car on the back of the tow truck i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know that was a thing i I don't i don't know if it is a thing i'm not going to name the company in case they get in trouble but it did feel a little bit like being on a roller coaster yeah the only time i've ever been towed we got in the cab with the driver that's that's what i was expecting and then the driver was like just get in the car and we were like i love that so you just had surgery, mm-hmm. you're coming off the anesthesia, and now mm-hmm. you're on a roller coaster on the highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh on a roller coaster on the highway. Again, this is now called Disaster Friday in my yeah. household. Uh-huh. So we get to the dealership, we park the car, and I walk into the dealership, and I had already called the dealership to let them know we were on the way, to let them know what the issue was. And usually my dealership is like, take a seat in the lounge, whatever. And they're like, yeah, you can go wait in the lounge while we evaluate it, we'll let you know what's going on. And I go, cards on the table, and I show them my stent hand, and I'm like, I literally just had surgery, like, three hours ago, and I would very much like to be in my house. Can you just call me and tell me whatever the fuck? And they were like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'm so sorry. What surgery did you have done? Are you okay? Yeah. So then we call a taxi, because I literally I literally just uninstalled Lyft, like, two days before this happened, because yeah. I was like, I'm not taking Lyfts anymore. Right. I live in a city that has public transportation. I don't ever, I have a car. I don't ever need, like, Yeah, you don't really, a, and you don't go places. Right, so I don't need an on-call rideshare service. Right. And if I do go places, I drive or I take public transit, whatever. Yeah. So we call a taxi, and taxi pulls up, and I'm like, thank God, we're, you know, we're 45 minutes from me being in my house. And I can change out of my surgical underpants and put on some pajamas and relax the way everybody was like, all you need to do today is relax. It is crucial for your healing process that you just relax today. I'm like, we're almost done. so far, we have not relaxed. We have not relaxed through no fault of our own, but we're going to get home and it's going to be okay. So we get in the car. Oh my God. And. I don't like where this is going. The driver opens with, my daughter isn't speaking to me. I'm like. (laughs) Okay. 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 And he's like, he's like telling us about how like she's gotten into college and it's so exciting and da 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 da. But she doesn't speak to him and it's, maybe it's because of religion, even though she's his religion too. And da 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 da. And we're like, okay. And then he goes, I've never done anything physical. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to be in this cab anymore. Mm. But then the conversation takes a turn. We're on the highway now, and I'm like, it's okay. I just got to stick this out for like thirty minutes, and then yep. I'm home. I can take a shower, put on pajamas, eat some carbs. It's gonna be fine. And 
the conversation turn it took is he started telling us about gin and he goes, do you know anything about gin? And I didn't want to be friends with him. So I didn't go, I have a podcast and we did an episode about gin. So I go a little bit, you know, being coy. And then he starts talking about gin and like, you don't see them, but they could be around us all the time. And according to the Quran, they're the only beings with free will and and angels don't have free will and gin this, gin that. And I'm like, okay, I'm back in. This is cool. You know, I love folklore. It's going to be fine. Whatever. And then the conversation takes another turn. Ten minutes after the gin conversation starts, he starts trying to convert us to Islam. And I'm like, my guy, I am coming off of anesthesia, which you know, because you saw my stent and asked about it. And I told you, like, Islam, Islam, Islam. And at this point in the car ride, I started getting so viciously carsick because I'm wearing a mask. I Uh got a little carsick in the backseat anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to puke. Well, luckily, the hospital had given me my original underpants in a plastic bag. So I was like... I whipped my underpants out of that, put that in my bag so that I had a plastic bag. I rolled the window down all the way because it was already cracked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I need to, I can barf in this instead of having to barf out of the side of his cab because he's going to probably freak out if I puke in his cab. Mm -hmm. But then magically, like just the the process of me getting prepared to throw up in this Mm -hmm. cab made it so that I didn't have to throw up anymore. And at this point, we're about 10 minutes from home. So I'm like, I can I can tough this out. It's going to be fine. Then this motherfucker starts playing us recordings of the Quran. Oh no! And I'm like, I'm so tired. Read the room, my. F- oh my. Please, God. please, no. And it was fine because some of it was in the original Arabic, and it's like, okay, this is just kind of like melodic chanting, which is you yeah, know, fine. Yeah, it's fine. But then there's like an English translation. I'm like, come on, oh. my guy. I don't even want to go to church when I'm not coming off of anesthetic. Please, yeah. sir. Please. Well, then we're like five minutes from the house. Oh. He's playing the Quran, and my car dealership starts to call. And I'm like, if I take this phone call, I don't think he's going to stop playing the Quran. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to hear what they're telling me. And I bet if I ask him to turn it off, it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. So I'm just going to miss this call because we're like a block from the house. It's going to be fine. I miss the call and immediately they start calling again. And then he drives past our house. No. And I'm like, I hit my limit of being like politely, mildly interested, just like Uh feigning interest to to be nice. And I was like, you can just let us out here. Because I was like, if this motherfucker takes the block, I'm going to lose my shit. Because I have just abruptly gotten very angry. I'm very tired. I want to be in my house. Uh Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, okay. So I just like, car like isn't even fully stopped. And I like yeet myself out of it. (laughs) Miss the call from my dealership again. So then I immediately called him back. Luckily, I'd prepaid for the cab. So I didn't have to go through the awkwardness of like, oh, swipe your card, whatever. I was like, nope, paid ahead. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. See you never. I get in the house, start calling the dealership. And I don't get the person who called me. I get someone else. And they're like, okay, so you just want to you just want to check on the status of your car. And I go, no, someone called me. Returning the phone call, I need to I need to reach this person. And they're like, okay, uh, what's the car again? Who are you trying to reach? Okay, and what information are you looking for? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you called me. What? And like, I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> exactly. And then like, as I'm trying to explain this, I get a text from the dealership being like, hey, here's my direct line. Call this, and I'll explain. And I was like, okay, bye. Called, and they were like, oops, your rim is bent. We get it. it. So anyway, I still don't have my car back, but I finally got home, took a shower and took a nap and ate some food. So that was Disaster Friday. (laughs) 
Oh my so god! That was the spooky thing that happened to me. I I don't have like the mental capacity or will to deal with that. Uh, I was so tired. And then I was, like, knocked on my ass the rest of the weekend. Possibly because, like, one, I had just had a surgery. And two, I didn't get to rest at all because that was fucking stressful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like when... Because I, I rarely take lifts now. But my yeah. favorite kind of lift driver is the one that doesn't talk to me. Yes. Nobody five wants stars. to talk. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> don't, don't even acknowledge that I exist, please. Yeah. Just, I'll pretend you're not there. You pretend I'm not there. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. A man in an elevator recently scolded Ugh. me because I wouldn't want to talk to him. Ugh. And Jack was like, oh, sorry, it's early. I think she's just out of it. And he was like, no, you don't want to talk to me. And I was like, well, I don't. <laughs> but also, like, I'm stuck in a box with you. Yeah. Like, Does leave me alone. Does anybody get on an elevator and go, I can't wait to talk to some people? Right. If so, they're monsters. Yeah. They're probably gin. <laughs> yeah. I was I was so mad about that. But like, anyway. yeah, just don't don't talk to strangers. Don't, don't talk, talk to anyone. Don't talk to strangers. Yeah. yeah. Strangers, if you're a stranger, don't talk to other strangers. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, mind your beeswax. We're all trying to make it through. Mm-hmm. Some of us are wearing surgical underpants. Like, let's just let it go. <laughs> oh, the surgical underpants. Uh, they, was, they, they were wild. Geez. And then I, re- I remembered, this is unrelated to Disaster Friday, but I remembered, I learned during the spoop hiatus, my former coworker saw a ghost as a teenager because she came home late one night and she saw a figure in her living room and she thought it was one of her parents staying up to be like, what are you doing coming home so late? But then the figure stood up, walked towards her and then walked through her. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> but also, ah! <laughs> so. Uh, wow. That's Respect fun. curfews. <laughs> Respect curfews. Anyway, what are we talking about this week other than Disaster Friday? Genuinely, genuinely, oh, any one yeah. of those things would have been enough to make it a pretty not great day. But yeah. the fact that it kept piling on, I was no, like, why is that was like. <laughs> The other day, Jack basically, like, like just, like, cursed God. He was like, yeah. why does everything keep happening? Because, yes. like, as, like, the day that our laundry machine broke, like, set off, like, seven the- full days of bullshit. Yep. <laughs> we hit the pothole, and it set off seven full days of bullshit in one afternoon. One afternoon, yeah. And he was like, you know, if one bad thing happened each day, I could manage that. But, right. like, many bad things are happening every day. Right. At the point where we were waiting on the second tow truck, I turned to Jack, and I was like, I realize the universe is a random place. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. things don't happen. They just kind of happen randomly. Yep. But it does feel like they happen more to me than they happen to other people. Yeah. No, that's that's basically Jack's the feeling right now is just like, yeah. why is everything happening to me pers- like mm-hmm. particularly, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I just thought of one more spooky oh, thing. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know, you know. Dreams are weird, right? Correct. I had a dream the other night that there was like a six foot long alligator in my house. And when animal control finally came and dealt with it, they left the dead body of an alligator in my pantry. Fun. Dreams are weird. Yeah. Well, like sometimes, you know, some dreams are, you know, you it feels like just you lived the same day that you just lived, right? Yeah. And other times it's like very strange, like this alligator in your dead alligator in your pantry. <laughs> but for me it's like whenever someone passes away, I have like really vivid dreams about that person either for mm-hmm. like one or two nights. And l- listeners, I was transported back to college and like college oh. marching band recently because 
We lost someone from our program. Yeah, one of like probably my favorite adult ever, like when I was a college student. Wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, Yeah, he was basically everyone's dad away from home. Mm -hmm. Big cuddly teddy bear of a man. He was so nice. And my my parents knew him too. And they were just like, yeah, like every everyone who knew him loved him. He was was great. Yeah, very iconic human being. Mm -hmm. But I just had like really vivid dreams about him for like several days. And I was like, oh, but like it's just yeah I just I it's, it, it was like it was nice to see him right mm-hmm. but then I was also like why is this happening to me because then I wake up and I'm like oh, oh. yeah see you know? I like to think that's whoever it is that passed coming in to let you know they're okay yeah. like I don't I don't really believe in anything but I do have like yeah. when we lost my uncle a few years mm-hmm. ago I had a dream about him mm-hmm. and like when we've lost pets and things yeah. like that I I dream about them on occasion mm-hmm. and it's just like this is their way of letting me know that they're okay. Or like your subconscious letting you know that like it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that was like one spooky thing that I like forgot that happened, but like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, if you have weird, vivid dreams when stuff like like, tragic stuff happens too, like you're not alone. Weird, vivid, like things that happen in real life. I had a former coworker who, when her grandmother passed, Mm -hmm. they were cleaning her house and this hat box that contained the hat she always wore, they weren't anywhere near the closet, but it just got knocked over, just oh. like forced its way out. So they were like, oh, that's her. So she was us like, that She wants us to keep this hat that she always wore. Yeah, yeah. she's like, hat. So <laughs> if anything like that has ever happened to you, email spookhour@gmail.com or contact us on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Speaking of yeah, always, this kind of like, superstitions. 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 Everyone now is like, did I really miss this podcast? You did. (laughs) (laughs) What I like is, I mean, immediately, like, as I was working on my notes, I was like, oh, this episode can be called Spooperstitions. (laughs) But if we come up with a better title, we can can use that. But I was just like, oh, we're talking about Spooperstitions. But yeah, superstitions. Did anyone yes. share any superstitions? Because I know I asked Jack and he gave me some like of his like high school sports rituals. Nice. But, well, I yeah. had I have rituals and this is something that happened on Disaster Friday, mm-hmm. but it clearly didn't. I mean, it kind of worked. So I have these socks that they're not lucky socks. I don't mm-hmm. think of them as lucky socks. I just when I need to be comforted or when I'm going to be doing something stressful or upsetting, I wear yeah. these socks to provide myself like a sense of comfort. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to wear these socks. But then I get to the hospital and they gave me the like grippy socks. So I was like, oh, well, had I known this, I wouldn't have brought my socks. But I was wearing them when the rest of Disaster Friday happened. But none of us were hurt. So did they work? Yeah. Did they not work? Who knows? <laughs> so we got from Duffy on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My mom says not to eat before sleep or you'll get bad dreams. Oh, I respect that. I think that's maybe your mom trying to keep you from getting heartburn, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe heartbur- heartburn induced bad dreams. Boom, boom. And then from rain, whenever I run a yellow light, I have to restore my luck by kissing my knuckles and then knocking on the ceiling of my car. <laughs> I have no idea when I started doing this. I don't think I'm the only one, but most passengers think it's weird. Huh? I I've seen that. Like yeah, the knocking yeah, on the t- knock on the uh, yeah top yeah I. I run a lot of yellows, so I... When I run yellows now, and this is very indicative of me as a person, I say witness. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm, you do. <laughs> Every time, I, now that that now that now I've seen Mad Max Fury Road, if there's a yellow light and I'm going to go through it, I just go, witness. <laughs> I just apologize and tap my tap my ceiling. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. What do you do when you run a yellow light? 
<laughs> dear listener, email spookbar.gmail.com. So thank you for sending us your superstitions. Yeah, I was talking to Jack and he said that like before, you know, like a lot of sports teams will have like rituals and right. stuff. Like one of my coworkers, she had to like force her son to wash his baseball pants because he wasn't washing his baseball pants because he was like, we keep winning. Yeah, the I'm not going to wash the, yeah. Wash out. Um, and that's really common, like that when athletes like don't wash something, mm-hmm. it's gross, but like it's also common for very common. sports fans. I've I've yeah. learned mm-hmm. is like when I wear whatever set of socks yeah. or underwear, the Packers win. Yeah, so I can't ever wash or, them because they have to. They have every, to win every time. I don't watch a certain sports game, my team wins. You know, right? Yeah, so I can't watch my <laughs> sports team if I want them to win. <laughs> We had we had a thing when our team did free throws at basketball where you do hands oh, up yeah. for mm-hmm. the Dukes. So you put yeah. your hands up and then if they uh, make it, you uh, go whoosh and then point at the other team. Yeah. And say Dukes or something else. But we had a girl in the trumpet section who whenever she did hands up for the Dukes, they would miss the free throw. So we were like, don't you fucking put your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, if she didn't put her hands up, they'd make it. That's if she did, they would not. so funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jack was telling me about like they had a sign that they would always tap before they went out for like a lacrosse team, uh, lacrosse game. I know mm-hmm. JMU's winter guard had a wall they used to kiss before they went out on Dayton WGI finals and that kind oh. of thing. I remember in at, in our high school marching band, people. Uh, it was, I, I don't know how long it happened, but like the seniors would like tap their mouthpieces together in like yes. the baritone. Yeah, and then they started tapping kind of flagpoles. Uh, it kind of spread to the whole band because I remember doing that. Yeah, and then we would take our flagpoles and like tap each other with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and so that was that was always nice because it was like because we weren't supposed to talk or anything, right? And right. So it was kind of like that nice silent like good luck kind of thing. Ding. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. yeah, so it's fun. Okay, this is like a Japanese specific thing, but like I don't write people's names in red pen. Oh yeah, and that's like a big one. Mm-hmm. I think my mom taught me that one. So that's one that's like culturally significant. Yeah, didn't that happen to Sara in Korea? She wrote her name or she wrote a student's yeah. name in red pen, and they freaked, they freaked out. out. Yeah, because like <laughs> it's very much like in like I think specifically in East Asian cultures that yeah. they don't want you writing your name or. Maybe not all East Asian cultures, because I know yeah. red can be like an auspicious col- uh, color as well. But yeah, like you don't want to write your name in red in Korea and Japan. So we're going to be talking through a bunch of pretty common superstitions yeah, and like, like basically the their classics. origins. Yeah. Classic standbys. Classic standbys. Like I'm going to be talking about stepping on cracks, throwing salt, and then opening your umbrellas indoors. You know? Right. I'm going to be talking about walking under ladders, horseshoes in general, and breaking mirrors. Yeah. So... Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. So all of my research for all three of these comes from lifescience.com, How Stuff Works, LaddersUK, Direct.co.uk, <laughs> Wikipedia, give them some money, sc.edu, twowaymirrors.com, theconversation.com, derbymuseum.org, horseyhooves.com, wideopencountry.com, roughingit.com, and hilosmartmirror.com. Nice. Guess what I got from where? <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to start with walking under ladders. So something that surprised me, and this was kind of what inspired the episode as I learned this about walking under ladders, it goes back really far. To me, I don't know why, but in my head, it started in like the 1920s when people were like whitewashing stuff and like, oh, don't walk under the ladder. You're going to get paint splashed on you. Or like a bucket's going to fall on your head. Exactly. Like Mark Twain bullshit. But it goes back to ancient times, like genuinely, allegedly, it dates back to about 3000 BCE in ancient Egypt. Oh, wow. So 
Egyptians believed that the space between the leaning ladder and the wall was home to spirits, both good and bad. So if the space was disturbed by, you know, somebody mm-hmm. walking through it, it could annoy the spirits, which would cause them to act out and bring that person misfortune. Because they're like, you come into my house, you knock some shit around. No. Heck Wow. This. Okay. So walking through a triangle shape in general was considered a desecration of the spirit's space. And it was verboten. And obviously, one of the most common ones, there's not a lot of triangles, but it's a ladder shape. (gasps) Other parts of Egyptian mythology say that if you walk under a ladder, you may accidentally see a god climbing up or down it, because that was a way they got from, like, the heavens back down to Earth. And that could be bad, depending on which god is traveling. You want to give them some privacy. Yeah. Don't look up god's skirts. That's rude. (laughs) Mind your beeswax. (laughs) When Christianity came on the scene, the triangle became sacred for a different reason. It was believed to represent the Holy Trinity. So Mm -hmm. this is the same reason why three became a lucky number in Christianity is because it represents the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So by walking through the triangle created by the ladder leaning against the wall, you would break the Trinity, which was an act of blasphemy, and it could potentially summon the devil. Because you know who loves blasphemy? The devil. Yeah. There are also sources who suggest that there was a ladder leaning against the crucifix, making a ladder in use a symbol of betrayal, wickedness, and death, so it would mark anyone who walked under them for misfortune. Oh. (laughs) And then in the 1600s, just because there wasn't enough spookiness, Uh they added a little bit of superstitious salt to it as a finishing touch, people sentenced to the gallows in England were made to walk underneath the ladders on their final journey, because the ladder was how the person got up to do the hanging. So, That's fucked up. Right? So some, some I mean, the hanging that, part is already fucked up. Like, ex- yes. execution is already fucked up. But, like, we're going to forcibly make you walk under a ladder? That's, right. That's like, you got to walk through the guillotine before we guillotine you. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck medieval is that? England. <laughs> Not assholes. medieval. 1600s. But that's crazy. But still, assholes. Still. Yeah. Rude. Some people believe that even a modern ladder leaning against a wall resembles a gallows, so you shouldn't go near it at all. Uh-huh. What happens if you do find yourself in a situation where you have walked under a ladder on accident or you're feeling spicy uh-huh. and you decide to do it? There are a couple things you can do to reverse the bad fortune that may come your way. So first, you can make a wish when you're walking under the ladder. Uh-huh. I don't know if the wish will come true or if it's just the act of wishing. You get a little boost of good luck from that and it puts you back in a more neutral mm-hmm. luck zone. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's also a sign that is supposed to ward off the bad vibes. It's called the fig sign. So it looks like the letter T in ASL, Uh if you're familiar with that. So you put your thumb between your index and middle finger. It's the same gesture as when you get someone's nose, like when you're like, oh, yeah, nose. It's called the fig sign. So this has roots in ancient Rome when the manufica, fig sign in Latin, was made by the paterfamilias to ward off evil spirits during Lemuria. And I think we've talked about Lemuria. Yeah, I think so. That sounds familiar. It was also used to ward off the evil eye, reject someone's request, or insult someone. So you could be like, hey, fuck you with your fig sign. The fig sign is now an obscene gesture, albeit a mild one, in Italy, Southern Europe, Turkey, South Africa, and Slavic cultures. So you may want to be careful about making the fig sign when you go under a ladder, depending on where you are, because if the wrong person sees, they're going to be like, hey, hey, rude. hey. Hey, hey, we're gesturing at each other with the fig sign. It looks so strange with the little thumb, like, wiggling. It's your little nose being like, hi, Hi. I miss your face. (laughs) Side note, according to Wikipedia, this sign in Japan is called sekusu, meaning sex. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, I'm so sorry, I just propositioned you. (laughs) 
Also on Wikipedia, under C also, they have I've Got Your Nose, and that genuinely made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Because gotcha. it's like under Wikipedia, usually under C also, it's like C also, serious re- reference, serious other reference, book, other serious thing. reference, serious <laughs> reference. It's nose. like, I've got your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Other things to try to undo the bad vibes from walking under a ladder, you can say bread and butter when you walk under the ladder. And that was something, as a kid, my parents, if you were holding hands with someone and you had to walk and, like, stop holding hands for a second, so, like, you mm-hmm. walked and a pole came between you or whatever, yeah. we would say bread and butter before we'd start holding hands again. So, like, the second you let go of your hands, you go bread and butter, and then you hold your hands again. Huh. I don't know why we did that. We just, that was just something we did. You could also walk backwards through the ladder once you're done walking under it. So basically just be like, doot, 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 I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse it. Whoops. I didn't yeah. mean that. That was my rewind sound. <laughs> I'm very sophisticated. You could also cross your fingers and leave them crossed until you see a dog for some reason. No one said why you had to see a dog to uncross your fingers, but that was what you did. Hmm. There are also some options involved spitting, if that's what you're into. You can spit on your shoe and then not look at your shoe again until the spit has dried. Or you can spit three times between the rungs of the ladder, and that will reset your vibes. Hmm. So that's walking under a ladder. <laughs> I'm just like, trying to imagine, like, like peh, aiming, peh, aiming peh. the spit through the yeah, rungs. Yeah, you have to be, you have to have a decent amount of spit to spit yeah. three times and projectile spit through right. something. Like I don't today, know that I could summon that. Today I accidentally hawked a loogie because I was laughing, but at the same time as like clearing my throat, mm-hmm. and I lost it. I don't know oh, where it went. No, so I it's some, somewhere in my hallway. Like I was like, oh, maybe it landed on my Danish because the Danish has like that clear <laughs> glaze on it, and I'm like, I don't know if I can see it, but mm, I could not find glaze. it. There was nothing that was like loogie consistency. <laughs> you heard it here for, first, folks. We're dignified ladies. We really are. Okay, so I all of my research came from Live Science, the Dartmouth hey. Dartmouth Folklore Archive, livingintokyo.com, funeralhelpcenter.com, and how <laughs> stuff works. Yay! Yay! So my first one is stepping on cracks. So basically, this is one that, you know, like, especially, like, if you're a kid, you probably encountered this, like, at school where kids are mm-hmm. like, oh, step on a crack and break your mother's back, right? So basically, a lot of people will avoid trying to step on cracks if it's, like, on a sidewalk, on dirt, you know, that kind of thing. There's basically no definitive source for the first, like, incidents of this avoidance, Mm. but it could be tied back to some of, like, earliest folk beliefs held by early European... early Europeans and Americans. Basically, cracks are not something that you should trifle with because danger lurked in those empty spaces. So cracks in the sidewalk, floorboards, soil, walls, basically are gaps in the boundary between the earthly realm and the metaphysical realm. Oh. So basically, if you interact with those chasms, no matter how narrow the crack, it could still bring misfortune to your family. So basically, it's like your bro- mother's back or your father's spine that's like the i don't know if you've heard that one step on a line break mm-hmm. your father's spine step on a crack break your mother's back but basically it's like you're going to pr- have damage to your family's health and you know some people take the phrase literally and try to like avoid every crack that they see to preserve their mother's like body and mobility <laughs> and like their back right but other you know, like basically it's like a general unease of like, there's a vague threat of ill fortune mm-hmm. brought on by like negative magic. So, you know, maybe, maybe I don't want to fuck with that. Right. right. Yeah. And then 
Also, there's a belief that if you step on a crack, you might free a super spiritual entity. <laughs> that could also break apart. Yeah, you could break apart your family. But then there's the converse version of that, where you step on a back, uh, step on a crack, and you break a witch's back or the devil's back. So it's like. I'm going to step on it to cause harm to the metaphysical realm. Right? Like I'm stomp- stomping on your realm, you guys, right? <laughs> Suck it. Like the like the devil is a terrible downstairs neighbor that you want to piss off at 2 Yeah, you're like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. bam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also there's a superstition that if you step on a crack, it'll cause rain. <laughs> oh, I've but, never heard that. Yeah, but basically it's like... If you step on a crack, some change will happen in the future is like an Mm. enduring superstition. So that's stepping on cracks. It's like the butterfly effect, but with cracks. Hmm. All right. Well, are you ready for horseshoes? Horseshoes are like a quadruple plus, plus, plus whammy of good luck. Uh Like there's a bunch of different stuff that gives them luck. And there's a bunch of ways to capitalize on that luck. Mm hmm. So let's get into what gives them their power, what to do with it, all of that. So my favorite thing that I learned about horseshoes comes from an Irish legend. Ooh. Once upon a time, there was a humble blacksmith named Dunstan. One day, Dunstan was approached by the devil himself with a request for new shoes. But Dunstan recognized the devil, and I put in my notes, maybe it was the horns or the fact that he had hooves. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, hmm, I think this might be the devil. And it's like a cartoon devil with like a little pitchfork. He's like, how did you know? (laughs) So Dunstan took a red hot shoe and nailed it deep into the devil's hooves. The devil then left Dunstan's shop. But after a while, his new shoes started to hurt, eventually causing the devil excruciating pain. The devil then ripped the shoes off of his feet and vowed to never go near one again. What I love about this story is that Dunstan used a red hot shoe and the devil was like, this is fine. He like left the shop. No and then he's like, ass. Uh, and then he's like, oh, these kind of hurt. Like when you're breaking in a new pair of yeah. shoes and they start to like rub your heel around, you're like, uh, you know, I'll break these in. It'll be fine. But eventually it becomes excruciating pain. And then like a toddler throwing a little tantrum, he takes them off and he's like, I'm never wearing shoes again. He's, he Hate doesn't go back guys. to the store and like complain to customer service. He's no. just like, I'm just going to deal with this on my own. Yeah. He's like, I'll just break these in. And then he was like, no, I hate it. So people started putting horseshoes over their door to keep the devil away because the devil would see the horseshoe and be like, no, shoes, I hate (laughs) shoes. (laughs) And Dunstan, our humble blacksmith, became the Archbishop of Canterbury and eventually became St. Dunstan, the patron saint of blacksmiths in the Catholic Church. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I mean, not to disparage good old Dunstan, but it does seem like the bar is a little low for becoming the Archbishop of Canterbury. I swear I put shoes on the devil and the devil didn't like the shoes. Can I have the job? And the church is like, yes. Like falling back, uh, falling up backward, uh, falling, 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 falling up. Yeah, yeah falling, falling up. upwards. <laughs> Horseshoes also get some luck from being traditionally made of iron. So we've talked about fairies and the fair folk and the mm-hmm. fae and all of that before. Iron was a surefire way to ward off fairies and other spirits. They don't like iron. So if you had a convenient bit of iron above your door, it would help protect your household. Mm-hmm. And an easy way for a lot of folks to get iron was to get a horseshoe. Like how yeah. else are you, you're not going to get like the big smithy like anvil. Yeah. But you can get a little tiny. You can get a horseshoe. I'm reading. Horses a, have four of them. I'm reading a court of thorns and roses right now. And like mm-hmm. iron to ward off fairies is like a really big thing in that book. Yeah. It's yeah. a really common yeah. part of mythology. Like, yeah. 
but they wear yeah. like iron bangles or something like that, like basically trying to be like, ah, get away from me, fairy. Yeah. And the devil's like, no, shoes. No, shoes. <laughs> Early Western Europeans held the belief that iron had magical powers to also drive away evil and even witches. Hmm. According to early Western Europeans, this is why witches rode broomsticks instead of horses. It's because they wanted to stay as far away as possible from the iron horseshoes. Oh. So they were like, I will ride this broom instead because I cannot ride a horse because of the iron on his feet. That makes sense. It does. I've previously heard, and I think I've mentioned this before, that witches rode broomsticks because it's the devil's dick. Yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard the iron thing before. Yeah, but the dick it, one. It's hard to heard. say what I like more. Yeah, the dick. We're always going to hear the dick one first. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of podcast. In the ancient land of Chaldea, which was sort of in the upper Mesopotamia region, and it's the people who would go on to rule Babylonia, mm-hmm. the horseshoe's crescent shape represented various moon goddesses, and that would protect the bearer against the mm-hmm. evil eye because it was mm-hmm. kind of like invoking the power of these different moon goddesses mm-hmm. to kind of ward off the bad vibes. You also can get luck in a horseshoe because of the number of holes it has. So a horseshoe will typically have seven holes to help them stay in place on the horse's foot, and seven mm-hmm. is a lucky number yeah. in a lot of cultures. So it's it's kind of like you have all of these different things that add up to be this super potent luck device mm-hmm. that's pretty small. So you hang it over your door, and you get the power of seven. You get the iron. You get the shape. You get that the devil doesn't like it. Let's go. I like that. So you've got your lucky horseshoe. You're going to hang it over your door. Which way should you hang it? It depends on who you ask. I thought it was universally that you hang it like the letter U. U, Because otherwise the luck spills out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes. So some cultures do say that. You want it in Mm -hmm. the U shape because then it will hold all of your good luck. It won't pour out of it. It'll keep it from running out of the shoe. It'll keep it in a convenient place. Mm -hmm. But other cultures say you should hang it the other way. So like a lowercase n to make sure that the good luck from it flows down on whoever walks underneath it. So it's not a vessel to capture good luck. It's like a waterfall. Exactly. It's like the horseshoe itself is giving off the good luck and you want it to rain down upon you. So each are about equally used throughout the world. So it's really just whatever you vibe with. It's going to be fine. Or according to the Kentucky Derby, a lot of people, particularly in the Derby world, will do both. Yeah, I was going to say, could you split the difference? (laughs) Yeah, you could have two. You can have one that does the U way, one that does the N way, and then just call it call it even. It's like, well, you know. Then again, there are also cultures that say you should only hang a horseshoe that has been used on an actual horse before or you won't get any of the benefits. So again, it really just depends on who you ask what is the proper way to use this horseshoe. Because if you get 10 people, there's going to be 10 different ways to use it. If you're not into hanging a horseshoe over your door or you're renting and your landlord would freak out if you hammered a horseshoe over the door, you have other options to get the good vibes. So grooms can carry a horseshoe in their pocket on their wedding day to ensure a happy marriage. It's 2022. There's not always a groom at a wedding. And we're modern people. Maybe if you just have pockets at your wedding, pop a horseshoe in your pocket. (laughs) Can't, Can't hurt. And you can also sleep with a horseshoe under your pillow on New Year's Eve, and it will guarantee you a good year. Hmm. And finally, if you cannot get your hands on a physical horseshoe, try dreaming of one, because a horseshoe in a dream can be a sign of good luck. Oh, nice. So it still works even if you just dream about it. So just set your intention. Yeah. That's how powerful horseshoes are. That's incredible. Yeah. 
throwing salt. Basically, there's this superstition that if you spill salt, you know, out of mm-hmm. the container or you, yeah, just spill any amount of salt, you're supposed to toss some over your left shoulder to avoid bad luck. So around mm. 3500 BCE, the ancient Sumerians first took to getting rid of bad luck of spilled salt by throwing that pinch over their left shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then that ritual then spread to the Egyptians, the Assyrians, and the Greeks. And basically... That superstition was really indicative of how much people prize salt as a seasoning for food. You know, like there's always like sci-fi, fantasy, everything. There's stories where like salt is the biggest, you know, most important thing. Like I just played a video game called Triangle Strategy and the the territory that controlled the salt was like a really super religious sect and they mm. were like the salt is a blessing from the goddess and like, you know, only only true believers, you know, deserve the salt or basically the wealthy can have the salt, right? Mm. So so that's in our pop culture, it's in our history and everything. Salt is really important. Even the word like salary, the etymology has roots in salt. Sal oh. is the root meaning salt. And in basically like the late 13th century, salary originally meant salt money or a soldier's oh. allowance for a purchase of salt. And as a noun, a salary was a dealer in salt fish. So hmm. yeah, so salary, money, it was all tied up in salt. There may be some Christianity sprinkled into the superstition later on. Sprinkled it like salt. Sprinkled it like salt, right? Because remember, this go- dates back to th- 3500 BCE. So mm-hmm. later on, Christianity said that there's this idea that the angel sits on your right shoulder, the devil sits upon our left shoulder. And uh. if you throw the salt over the left shoulder, it's blinding the devil fr- and keeping it from taking over the person, right? Yeah, that's what I've heard is yeah. you throw salt over your shoulder to get it in the devil's eye. Yeah. And then in Japan, Korea, and some other Asian countries, after attending a funeral, it's recommended that you throw salt behind your back before you enter your home and if you attended with a friend you throw salt at each other's backs to help basically like purify because hmm. uh, it's it's it is a cleansing thing already but it's also seen as like a purification ritual in a lot of religions you're just conti- you're cleaning yourself of any potential impurities that may have hitched a ride at the funeral and hmm. could otherwise have haunted you but you're like nope nope not today not today <laughs> tossing salt so, like, when I was growing up, we always had, like, if we were going to a funeral, we'd put a salt shaker outside of our house so we could mm. do the salt thing before we got back in the house. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want any ghostly hitchhikers. mm But we also had to step up into our house, so, like, that should have stopped them, too. Yeah, I feel yeah. like ghosts are going to be like, ugh, stairs? stairs. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. I've been recovering from surgery, so a lot of the times I've been like, ugh, stairs, stairs. I don't need to get that Mm -hmm. thing that bad, I'll just stay on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was throwing salt. I love it. All right. I'm ending with breaking a mirror. So if you haven't heard it before, the lore goes that when you break a mirror, you get seven years of bad luck. Mm -hmm. It seems like a modern-ish superstition, just because you would think mirrors aren't that old timey, but it actually dates back to between 2000 and 2700 years ago with the ancient Greeks and Romans. So the Greeks believed that your reflection on the surface of a pool of water revealed your soul. So like if you looked in water, it would be like the portrait of Dorian Gray where it's like, oh, Uh, I'm a terrible person. (laughs) Romans then manufactured mirrors out of polished metal. And so they believed that these mirrors, in addition to reflecting your actual face, they were a way for the gods to look out and see your deal. 
So Roman gods are believed to be able to see into your soul from the mirror. So when you look into the mirror, the gods could peek in. It's like see a one-way mirror. It's like a it's a one-way mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And the gods are on the other side being like, like what's hmm. going on with you? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Accordingly, if you damaged a mirror, it was considered extremely disrespectful to the gods, so they would rain bad luck down upon you as punishment. Because mm-hmm. it was like, hey, heck you. Don't friggin' peep on me, you weird pervs. Smash. <laughs> and the gods were like, we don't care for this. Yeah. Enjoy your bad luck, sir. The seven-year limit wasn't because the gods would forgive you after seven years. It was because the Romans believed that your soul regenerated every seven years. So once mm. you had your new soul, you were done with the bad luck because the bad luck was attached to your old soul. Mm. New soul is shiny and new and doesn't have any of that. Because the gods only curse the last soul to be reflected in the mirrors before Got it. it broke. What can you do if you break a mirror? You have a lot of choices. I did not expect there to be so many choices. I thought it would just be like, here's two things you can try. Otherwise, good luck waiting seven years. (laughs) First, you throw salt over your left shoulder immediately. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to get the devil who is lurking right behind you now that you've broken a mirror. So the mirror breaks and then the devil's like, I have a way in. And then you throw salt on him and he's like, ugh, what's next? Shoes? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to stand for this. You could also cleanse yourself with salt water for a similar effect. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, washing the devil off of you by taking a salt water bath. You could also put a bit of sea salt into the corner of each room in your house and under each windowsill in your house. And that'll keep the bad luck from getting in. It won't be able to access you because it can't get in through any of the entry points. If you don't have any salt, you can spin around three times counterclockwise, which is said to confuse the spirits trying to bring you bad luck. I like to think that they, you know, if they see you spinning around and they're like, what the fuck is happening? I don't want any of this. I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> uh, never mind. You've, yeah. you've got a lot going on. I don't need this. I don't need yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> but the key is you should only do this after you've broken a mirror. If you spin around three times counterclockwise without breaking a mirror first, it's going to bring you bad luck. Oh. So don't just spin around three times counterclockwise for funsies because that's going to... Huh. Although, I I guess, could you then break a mirror and undo it? Oh. I don't know. (laughs) I was just thinking of it. Every time I've I've had to spin around for any reason, it's always clockwise. Like, my body wants to move to the right. Your body's trying to protect you from bad vibes. That's fun. Yeah. So just make sure you spin clockwise if you're going to spin. Spin responsibly. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't feel like spinning and you still don't have any salt... You have another option. What? You grind the broken shards of mirror into a fine powder during a full moon. I like to think you're like, ha take that, you stupid mirror. <laughs> Gonna yeah, break you so mortar. much more now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can then stare at the reflection of the full moon while holding your, like, shards of mirror powder. Ouch. And that will turn your bad luck into good. So take that, you pesky gods. Hmm. No full moon soon, no salt, don't feel like spinning. You can get crafty and reuse the broken mirror. I will say, though, twowaymirrors.com was like, you can do this with your shards of mirror and create, like, a pretty mosaic. It didn't say it would reverse your bad luck, so it may just be like, you're going to have seven years of bad luck So anyway. why don't you make some crafts out of it? Exactly. You can make a lovely little art piece mosaic for Mosaic or something, yeah. <laughs> you can also toss the pieces of your broken mirror into a south-running stream, which will shorten your bad luck sentence from seven years to seven hours. And if you don't live near a south-running stream, you may have similar results if you run the pieces under a faucet. Hmm. So, pretty Cause, easy. Because the water is falling down. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's like, what is south if not down? down. 
Close enough. <laughs> if you are not a fan of water, you could also use fire to blacken the mirror fragments using any fire implement of your choosing. This will work if you use matches, a lighter, one of those like long lighters for candles, any fire implement. A blowtorch. Blowtorch. <laughs> Kitchen thrower. Flamethrower. Fireplace. House on fire. You're you're the boss of your fire magic. You do you. <laughs> So you blacken the mirror with the flame of your choosing. You then wait a year and bury your blackened mirror fragments exactly one year after you broke it. The danger of this one is you will still have bad luck during that year in the lead up to the burial of your pieces. So this is only your option if you're willing to put up with a year of bad luck and you don't want to do any of the other things. Because it only stops it once the pieces are buried. Right. But at least you got a six year like sentence right. reduction. Exactly. You got six years off for good behavior. <laughs> if you have a trip planned to a cemetery, you can take a single piece of your broken mirror with you and touch it to a tombstone. And this will allegedly lift your seven years of bad luck immediately. But consider the hijinks you could possibly get into when you're trying to go to a cemetery and touch a tombstone when you've got all this bad luck attached to you. Uh, mm -hmm. Just ask yourself, what could possibly go wrong? And then maybe decide if this is your best I bet. I think we all just need to go to the grocery store and make sure we have salt. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like your best bet. And finally, you can try burying the shards very, 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 very deep into the ground. And this is in the hopes of the spirits that are supposed to be bringing you the bad luck not being able to find the shards. Uh -huh. So for best results, you bury the shards at night and then your reflection won't be taken with the pieces so they can't get you that way. The spirits will just be like, where the fuck are these shards? I digging thought I was... a deep hole in the middle of the night. And putting sharp sure. implements into it, which I'm sure none of your neighbors will have questions about. Yeah, exactly. And if you try any of these methods after breaking a mirror, you will know that they were successful if you can still see your reflection in other mirrors. That means that you didn't get the bad luck, you're all clear, whatever. Which begs the question, you can still be seen in a mirror even if you've broken a mirror and yeah, you haven't like, done any of these Yeah, like, if you can't see your reflection in a mirror... You have bigger problems. <laughs> yeah. Or it might not be a mirror. That's true. Are you looking into a mirror or are you looking at a wall? Ask yourself. <laughs> You can also double down and carry a good luck charm, and that would just counteract any bad vibes the old-fashioned way. Sure. So, like, carry a horseshoe, and it's kind of like the horseshoe will fight the seven years of bad luck from the mirror. Who will come out on top? Only you will know. <laughs> so that's breaking a mirror. Good. All right. The last one that we've got is umbrellas indoors. Hey, Ella, Ella. Hey, hey, hey. That Tom Holland umbrella is the best one. It's... Truly, I think it's so good. You should watch it if you have not watched it. Just YouTube Tom Holland umbrella. umbrella. So, some historians tentatively trace this belief back to ancient Egyptian times, saying that the superstitions that, but others will say that the superstitions that surrounded the pharaoh's sunshades were actually quite different and possibly unrelated to the modern day one about like our actual like rain gear. I'll come back to the ancient Egyptians. We're going to check off gun the ancient Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> But most ah uh, yes, Chekhov's <laughs> ancient Egyptians. You know, whoop, right on the mantle. <laughs> so most historians think that the warning against unfurling umbrellas actually or unfurling umbrellas indoors originated much more recently in Victorian England. So this is more of a recent phenomenon. In the extraordinary origins of everyday things, the scientist and author Charles. 
Panati wrote that in the 18th century London, where metal spoked waterproof umbrellas began to be a common rainy day site, their stiff, clumsy spring mechanism made them hazards to open indoors. A rigidly spoked umbrella opening suddenly in a small room could injure an adult or a child or shatter something. And like even a, a mirror. Like a mirror. So even a minor accident could be like a really unpleasant experience, right? Yeah, it could, I was told not to do it because you'll poke somebody's eyeball yeah, out. Yeah, like you could provoke unpleasant words. You could mm. provoke a minor quarrel, right? Um, basically, you're stroking bad luck among your family and friends by like mm. opening the umbrella indoors. Basically, like don't open your umbrellas indoors because it'll be mm. bad luck. But really, it's just like you might cause an accident because <laughs> old umbrellas apparently were like really like not death traps but like like really intense like weapons you know yeah. like they're actually weapons think of all the horrible dangerous stuff that we just did historically right where it was like yeah you can let your baby play with that knife how else are they gonna learn how to use a knife you know so i can only imagine what umbrellas yeah like, like old old ones are like really clunky and they're like we think we got the mechanism to work and then like, it just shoots off and like hits someone in the eye <laughs> yeah. yeah they're like i dipped my umbrella in mercury to protect me oh no how could this possibly go wrong why is my hair falling out oh no my arsenic umbrella <laughs> So going back to the ancient Egyptians, umbrellas at that time were fashioned out of papyrus and peacock feathers and designed in the likeness of the Egyptian goddess of the sky, Nut. Those or sound baller as hell. Right? Don't they sound really fancy? Yeah, yeah. I want one. <laughs> An umbrella's shade was therefore sacred and strictly reserved only for Egyptian nobility. Anyone else who dared to step in the shadowy space was considered sacrilegious. Sure. Um, and basically opening an umbrella went against the natural purpose because it's like the sun's not getting in indoors. Like, mm-hmm. right. And then basically it's a con- like a, an insult to the god of the sun, according to some in- historians. So mm-hmm. you don't want to insult the god of the sun by opening your umbrella indoors where the god of the sun can't like get you, you know? That's true. The yeah. only thing worse would be looking up the god of the sun's nethers when he's coming down a ladder. Exactly. So, yeah. So basically it's just umbrellas indoors was... Because you could get hurt and not because of, like, some big wild superstition. But the ancient Egyptians did have something similar. I mean, I feel like a lot of these, Mm -hmm. with the exception of horseshoes, which are obviously good luck, I feel like most of these are just because you would get hurt, but because the entire course of human history, including modern day, is people being like, fuck you, I can get hurt if I want to. We needed to add something more powerful to it. Because, like, just saying, don't walk under a ladder because you might knock the person who's on it off or they might drop something on you and you'll get hurt Mm -hmm. wasn't enough it had to be like don't walk under a ladder because you'll curse yourself it's like the weird things parents tell their kids to keep them out of danger exactly where it's like don't go near the water unsupervised because the bunyip will get you when it's like you shouldn't go near the water unsupervised because you're a child and you can drown drown. yeah yeah so what i'm hearing is we need to have superstitions that are linked around covid right so that people take it seriously Exactly. It's like, oh, you get 14 years of bad luck with COVID, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why you're risking it. Yeah. If you don't wear a mask indoors. The devil will come and put shoes on you. (laughs) You're welcoming the devil right into your mouth. It's like, it's like the blessing thing. He's going to set up a little shop in there. Yeah. Yeah. The devil's just going to crawl into your mouth and he's going to put a little TV in there and he's going to play it at all hours of night. He's going to kick his feet up. 
yeah. barefoot you're because he doesn't like, wear shoes. <laughs> barefoot because he doesn't wear shoes. And you're going to be like, please, devil, I have to sleep and you're slowing my Wi-Fi down. And he's going to be like, screw you. I'm going to watch another episode of Downton Abbey because the devil really loves Downton Abbey for some reason. And it's because you didn't wear a mask. And it's because you didn't wear a mask. Yeah. So he just crawled right into your mouth and set up a little shop. <laughs> and he brought all his little devil friends and they don't clean up after themselves. So you're going to be vacuuming potato chip crumbs out of your mouth for eternity. And then you're going to get cavities. And then you're going to get cavities yeah. and all your teeth will fall out and bad vibe snakes will grow instead. <laughs> I was just, okay. Anyway, that was superstitions. Anyway, let us make up your new superstitions. Email spoophour at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter, Instagram at spoophour. If you have a superstition of your own, I know if you did high school theater, you've probably got some. Mm-hmm. What I need is a superstition that will get my kids to do their homework. If they don't do the ho- their homework, the devil's going to crawl into their mouth. So... <laughs> He just he just loves crawling. He just up loves holes. he just loves those hot moist. Um, mm. nom, nom, nom. He's like, ooh, <laughs> it's wet holes. and hot in here. Don't mind if I do. Ooh, did you have flame and Cheetos with lunch? I love mm. flame and Cheetos. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna scrape your tongue and eat that flame and Cheeto powder. Mm, anyway, yummy, yummy, yummy. and I'm gonna put my gross bare devil feet on your tongue. Because I don't just wear dance shoes. Around. Because I don't wear shoes. Because fuck shoes. I don't have to wear shoes if I don't want to. You're not my mom. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, thanks, thanks for, for listening. <laughs> what are your superstitions? Tell us. We'll read them out on a future episode. Tell us your spooky stories. Show us your pets. You know, hang in there. Yeah. We love you. We love we you. We don't want the devil to crawl in your mouth. <laughs> Blech. Blech. <laughs>